you listeners you know we haven't even done a good job of ripping the audio from our youtube videos and throwing it on here but you know it's something we have missed doing so we're going to be bringing the podcast back for the 2023 fantasy football off season and throughout the season just to you know just just to shoot the shit a little more kev we've uh obviously been trying to do the youtube thing and we're you know structured we feel like we've got to get our points across we're just gonna let it flow man we're just gonna let the hair hang gonna to put on something nice and comfy it's gonna do our thing yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it it's been a while since we've just done uh the normal podcast style right like that's where we started it was always a podcast and then we jumped over to the youtube side because that's where things are heading and uh you know we started just putting our youtube videos on here but uh, i feel like that it's not as it's not as personable on the on the podcast because on youtube you're trying to get it that you know your point out as quickly as possible get the video done as quickly as possible because video you know time matters not that we want to have two or three hour long podcasts uh, like we used to back in the day, but still, uh, it is Something nice. In between. Yeah, it is nice to be able to just come on and just enjoy ourselves, get some guests on here, start talking, you know, get out the Rolodex again of all the guests that we can get on here. You know, maybe just get some big names or even small guys, you know, talk about, hey, we're at the beginning of this. You know, the 2023 season is not, or 2022 season is not officially over. Obviously, the Super Bowl has not happened yet. That is next week with the Eagles and the Chiefs. That should be a good game, but uh, we figured it'd be a good point to start talking about the 2023 free agents that we are going to have coming up. Um, it's kind of a awkward class. Like okay. I feel like the the running backs, there's there's some really good names there, but then the wide receivers are kind of a bunch of wide receiver twos and threes and fours. Like there's there's no elite wide receiver here, and I think we might be yeah. more accurate to be looking at possible trades uh, through the wide receiver market. Because there are a lot of teams that could really use a wide receiver, but um, first off, let's just talk about the news, right? We got some news this week coming up. Uh, Tom Brady, he's gonna retire. Like uh, he put out uh, on the beach uh, today. Uh, was that just decided just to post that uh, he's retiring, and he says for good this time. Um, so we'll see on that. Uh, I know everybody's already saying there's no shot he'll be back in a month. I don't know. Like I don't know how you feel about it, but I kind of feel like. Like, there's no reason for him to do this now. Like, last year, he did it, and he was still under contract with the Bucks, I believe, last year, whenever he did that. And so there was a lot of other stuff going on. Like, I just don't think there's any any motivation for him to, to like, just come back out of retirement again. And so I think this is for, for real this time. I think there's other lying issues there. But I think this is probably for real. What do you think? I mean, I, I think so. That was that was literally my my response. Someone dropped that in the uh, in the Discord earlier this morning about him retiring. And I was just like, "All right, like we'll we'll see." But and then uh, someone also noted, I, I forget who it was on Twitter, noted that this was the same date that he announced it last year as well. So, but yeah, I I I I, th- I think this should be it, right? Like it's not like he played all that well. Like that, that offense for the large majority of the year was was hashtag not good, right? So like I, I think it should be for good, but but who knows? And it it kind of just sucks because I was thinking about it earlier. It was like because we already went through this like literally just last year. It's like kind of hard to be like, man, the goat, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Like I feel like that kind of like blemished this whole part of, you know, like his actual retirement to like where I'm just like, ah, 
do we even need to talk about it? Who cares? We'll see if he's actually staying retired. But yeah, man, I, 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 I think it's for good, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. So uh, we also have Sean Payton, who was traded to the Denver Broncos uh, for their 2023 first round pick. That was the pick they got from Miami uh, in the, the Bradley uh, San Francisco. Trade. Yeah, from San Francisco. And they also got a 2024 second round pick uh, the Saints did in that trade for Sean Payton. It's going to be interesting how this works out. I know there's a lot of people that think this is going to be great for Russell Wil- Russell Wilson, and I think that's largely going to depend on um, if Russell Wilson is actually washed or not. Uh, he actually started to play really well down the stretch over the last, the last four weeks of the season. I think he was the top 10 quarterback over the last four weeks of the year. But I also think Sean Payton's a little overrated. I think people like value him as like this elite coach. We don't really know. He's, he's only because like w- with Drew Brees, a Hall of Fame quarterback, he was excellent. But without him, he was not very good as a coach and he walked away. And so we'll, we'll see. I'm not saying that Sean Payton's terrible, but I also feel like people overvalue Sean Payton a little bit. Like he is this messiah, uh, and like he is going to come in, and this team is going to be a Super Bowl contender, and they're just not. Um, but I think it's interesting. I don't really love the fact that they had to give up so much. Uh, that now they're trading away both their first round picks because they also gave their other first round pick in the Russell Wilson trade yeah. to the Seattle Seahawks. So that that's a top five pick, I believe, that's gone. And then now this pick is gone, and uh, their second round pick next year. Uh, is also gone to do this. And so if it doesn't work out, like you just gave up a massive amount for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and it didn't work. So we will see on that. Yeah. Um, It just reeks. It reeks of desperation to me, right? Like you just sunk all that money into Russ did not work out. Like I I remember at the, the beginning of the season, I think maybe except for, the Raiders, I think every team in the AFC West had a double digit win total, you know, according to, to sports books. And I think the Raiders were like just underneath it, at like nine and a half. But after that trade, man, like we, like we all thought this was just going to be, you know, team sex for us and that everything was going to take off and the pieces are still there. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with, with Peyton, but this just feels like you said, like if this doesn't work out, my God, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just run everybody out of there because it's it's going to be all bad. Because Russell, I mean, Russell Wilson's under contract for a long time. Like, there's really not much. You, I mean, if they want to eat like eighty million, ninety million dollars in dead cap, sure, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, it's years down the line before they can get out of this contract. So, uh, you know, I guess you have to do what you got to do to try to make that that investment work. But we'll see. You know, Sean Page, I think he's a good coach, but I just think people think that he is this like just a, elite level coach, and I don't know if we should be giving him that kind of credit whenever he was with. Peyton Manning or Peyton Manning, Drew Brees' entire career. So um, lastly, we have Aaron Rodgers watch that we're going to have to suffer through again this year. Aaron Rodgers will wait. He says a few more weeks to make his decision on his future. I think he's going to play. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's just waiting it out. And then, um, because it also sounds like the Packers are ready to move on as well. We'll see if that's a good choice. I know uh, Jordan Love and what, a half of football or even less than that, whatever it was. Um, I think it was a half against the Eagles. He looked good, but We'll see. Um, I actually think I think the Jets would be an actually good spot for him to go to. What do you think? Yeah, I think that the Jets are going to be the a team that you know we can kind of just roll right into the the free agency preview and start off with the quarterbacks. But I think the the Jets are going to be a team that is like consistently linked to these these veterans and guys that are that are out there. So obviously we have Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Jimmy G. Geno Smith, and then, you know, some some underlying guys like Drew Locke, Tyler Huntley, Taylor Heineke, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, and then the the Aaron Rodgers trade watch to to and the Aaron Rodgers trade watch to pay attention to as well. So obviously Lamar Jackson is the the crown jewel here. They could be slapped with the he could be slapped with the uh the, the franchise tag as well. The, I, so interesting to for these guys that represent themselves, right? That are going into these negotiations. Like I always wonder, like what that dynamic is whenever these kind of things pop up. But um, outside of that, like Daniel Jones, you know, the, the report came out today that the Giants GM said they want to keep him with Jimmy G. I think a lot of people are going to make that connection to the Jets because of the the connection with Robert Sala. So I mean, we'll have to see here. But I mean. 
what are your thoughts as far as the this free agent class as a whole? Is there like anyone you're excited about? Is there like a, a fit that you have that you want to see anybody go to that you think would just be good for for fantasy or just for overall football reasons? I think the two that stand out the most would be Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. Because I mean, Geno Smith played really, really well this year. He so did, he so did Daniel well. Jones. Like, like Daniel Jones was really good this year. Now that like the passing numbers were significant, 3,200 passing yards, 15 touchdowns. But, I mean, he was first in true completion percentage, 15th in deep ball completion percentage, 11th in pressure uh, completion percentage, and third in red zone completion percentage this year. He was also 7th in QBR and 10th in EPA and 11th in EPA per dropback. Like, he was really good uh, this year. And he did that with probably the worst weapons you possibly could think of. Like, it was bad. Kenny Galladay is dead. Sterling Shepard got hurt early in the year, like he always does. Again, uh, you know, Wandell Robinson lasted about half the year. They traded Kadarius Tony to and, and so, like, they had nobody. They, I mean, they were literally over the last part of the season running out there with Isaiah Hodgins, who Hell was yeah. on, the, I believe, the Bills uh, earlier <laughs> in the year. He comes in, and they have Richie James, who's a career journeyman. And then you have Darius Slayton, who's never really taken off. And those are the guys that he had. And a, a rookie tight end. Like, there was nobody there for him to utilize outside of Saquon Barkley. And so the fact that Brian Dable was able to get that much out of him, I think if they can really invest in some wide receivers, they're able to line starting to come together with Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas. Like, this is a team I think is ascending. And Brian Dable should be, in my mind, the coach of the year. Um, so what he was able to do with that roster, get them into the playoffs, and, you know, I think he really got the most out of it. And so I think Daniel Jones, I think, is a smart move for the Giants to bring back. Now, I don't think he deserves some, you know, some six-year, you know, $100-plus million contract. I think maybe I, – I would at least maybe even look at uh, franchise tagging him uh, because I think then that gives you another year to kind of evaluate him because this is really the first year that he's really looked good. Now, he's flashed in other parts of the seasons, you know, in previous years. But – this, I think, could be a really good base to start with. They have Wondell Robinson they can work with. I think, you know, you look at the this rookie class, maybe they draft a guy, and possibly maybe they make a trade. We know DeAndre Hopkins, who we'll talk about, is available through trade. Maybe they look to bring somebody like that in, or, you know, make a move like that, and you surround him with weapons. I think Daniel Jones could actually be a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's going to be some elite-level guy. But, I mean, he did rush for 700 yards this year, which is kind of crazy. Um, we'll also have to see what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley there. But I think if you just put some weapons around him, I think he's a really good spot for them to bring him back because it's kind of barren past that, right? Like you have Geno, which I think will probably go back to the Seahawks as well. But I don't love Jimmy G. Like, I know people like are all about like team wins and all this stuff, which is such a terrible stat to utilize for any quarterback. It's the same thing with Brock Purdy that everybody talked about. Like it's just stupid to me uh, that that stat. But like Jimmy G is like a fine bridge quarterback. Like you want to if you if, if you're a team that you have you can draft a rookie quarterback this year. You want to bring Jimmy G in for a one year deal. Fine, do that. But uh, I think overall, like he's not the guy that I want to harness my team to because he's just not that guy. He's not. Uh, he's he was largely carried in the Kyle Shanahan scheme with not just great weapons, but an elite defense almost every single year. Uh, if you put him on a team with a bad defense, like he's not going to be the guy that's going to get it done for you. So for me, like the, the rookie or the, the free agent class, like there's just not a lot. I think Daniel Jones probably goes back to the Giants. Lamar Jackson remains on the Ravens. And I think Geno Smith probably goes back to the Seahawks, uh, whether that's on a one-year deal or not. But the rest of these guys, I mean, I think that they're just going to be back up somewhere. Um, that, that are available. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the big trade chip for the teams that like the Jets that desperately need, need a quarterback. I think you have to look at the Raiders as a team because they were all in on, on the Tom Brady market. And if Tom Brady's retired, then they would be a team that's a logical fit. And obviously they have the fit there with Devontae Adams. But how much more draft capital can you continue to give up to, to make all this work uh, there? And yeah. and they're also still going to – I guess Derek Carr is also a name that we have to talk about. He's, he's definitely getting traded uh, yeah, to a yeah. team. But um, – I don't even know, like, Derek Carr is such a mid-quarterback, too. Like, he's that's all he is. He's mid. Like, there's people that love Derek Carr and think he's better than he is, but he's not. He's in the same bucket as a Kirk Cousins and guys like that. He is a average, a slightly above-average quarterback that in the right situation can, can do well, but he's not a guy that's going to take you to a Super Bowl. Um, and so for fantasy football purposes, like, I, he's, he's just a mid. He's very mid. And so – uh, this year, there's a lot of teams that are going to look for a quarterback, but we also have, you know, the draft that's coming and CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, uh, um, Bryce Young, 
all those guys. So like teams like the Texans and the Colts, that's probably the avenue they're going to go down is take one of those rookie quarterbacks. But like I said, I mean, you have the Falcons are going to have to make a decision. You have Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Are they going to ride with him for another year? The Raiders, the Bucks are going to need a quarterback now. What are they going to do? Um, yeah. The Saints, are they going to roll with Jameis? So there's a lot of question marks here, but I don't think there's a lot of answers in terms of free agency, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Washington, another team that is going to be looking. Apparently, they're out there telling that you know the 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 OCs and the the coaches that they're looking at that Sam Howell is QB one, which I'm here for. I, I'm I'm here to to see that. But I, I did want to mention this at the top, and I I forgot about it. And I know like with the the cap space and you know the salary cap is a myth and all that, but I do think it's worth noting the teams that are like above and beyond in terms of cap space on on both sides of it so first off the chicago bears have the most cap space by far they have almost 40 million dollars in cap space compared to the next team which is the atlanta falcons the new york giants are actually third in cap space so that makes them interesting you know if they wanted to go after like a a lamar jackson potentially uh the patriots are fourth and the texans are fifth in cap space and interestingly, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are sixth right behind there. And then just the, the the five bottom teams. So we have, I think, 13 teams that are over the cap for next year. And a lot of these teams are just going to restructure. You know, I mean, one, make a cut here and there. and They're, they're going to end up being fine. But at the very bottom, at 32, is the New Orleans Saints. They are $57 million over the cap right now that is 25 million dollars more than the next team which i found was interesting was actually the jacksonville jaguars are 31st in cap space and a lot of that is with the 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 names and the spending spree that they went on last year tampa bay bucks tennessee titans and the minnesota vikings are the are the next teams that are that are down there at the bottom buffalo bills los angeles chargers and the packers which you know, if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, a lot, a lot of that will be cleared up. So I did just want to throw that out as, you know, as we're talking about some of these teams and talking about, you know, who's going to go where and who's going to sign. A lot of this will be finagled and, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll do the, the loopholes they always do. But that's frankly why the Saints are in the trouble that they're in now because they were in the same position last year. And now, like I said, they are $57 million over the cap going into uh, into 2023. So just want to throw that out there. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why they don't, like the Saints, like Dutch, don't blow this thing up. You know, like get out well, of all this just, money, like just could go into a complete rebuild. You have no quarterback, like you have an aging Alvin Kamara. And, you know, you, have, you just don't have a lot of great assets right now. And I know their defense, they have pieces on their defense and stuff like that. But I think it's time for them to probably just blow that thing up, get, you know, clear everything out, get get out get it out from under this cap hell, that they, this cap Olympics. And you are right. For the most part, the, the cap is kind of a myth. Like, I mean, they did it last year. I think they were like out like 70 or $80 million over the cap last year. And they got it, they got it under. Like, that's exactly what's going to continue to happen. And, uh, you know, um, these teams will be able to, you know, get through this. And, uh, but... You know, some of these teams, I think, are just this dumb. Like, you know, uh, I guess this is a good time that we could probably jump over to the running backs because I think there's not a whole lot left to talk about the quarterback. But, like, this yeah. year, like, Zeke Elliott, like, Jerry Jones, I guess, said that they are planning to bring him back uh, for 2023. And I'm like, why? Like, I get it. They're, they would have to eat, like, $10 million this year. But, like, he is clearly washed, Jerry. Like, he is clear. He looks like a fullback out there trying to play running back. Like, it, it's... And you can t- now you're going to pay them. And if they don't do anything like restructure or anything like that, they're going to pay them sixteen and a half million dollars this year. Yet they yet they traded away Amari Cooper for a fifth what was it, a fifth round pick or whatever ridiculous think, thing they yeah. gave him away was. Like it's it's just bad team building, and this is not what we should be doing. And I know it's tough because you have a guy like Saquon Barkley this year who was fantastic this year. Saquon Barkley was excellent this year. Over thirteen hundred rushing yards was a career high. 338 receiving yards, 10 total touchdowns on a team that was, you know, not a great offense like we like we just talked about. But, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Because, like, if I'm this Giants, I'm not paying Saquon Barkley $15, $16, 17000000 million a year. It just doesn't make sense. We continue to see it with these teams. That a lot of these teams are getting smarter now that, hey, we don't need, you know, an elite-level running back. We don't need this. Like, you don't need to go out and spend all this money on running backs. That sucks. But it's time and time again that – you don't have to pay these guys. Like, don't pay these guys dumb money because it's not worth it. Like, 
running backs now probably should be valued around 10 to 12 million dollars a year but these running backs they want the you know the he's huge contracts and outside of really christian mccaffrey because of how elite he is as a wide receiver they don't make sense like if you're not that like you don't deserve you should not be paying running backs this stupid amount of money and yeah. so, you know, like this year we have say like this year's uh, free agency class is loaded with running backs. Yeah. You have Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Deontay Foreman, Jamal Williams, Raheem Mostert, Smaj P. Ryan, Jarek McKinnon, Latavius Murray. Like there's a ton of names here in the running yeah. back department and not and even mentioning the draft. So I think first things first when it comes to running backs, there's a lot of cut candidates out there, I think. Like, I think one of them would be Joe Mixon. Uh, they can save, I think, $8 million against the cap by cutting Joe Mixon this year. And they are a team like the Bengals. You talk about the cap space, but that cap space is going to disappear because they have to pay Joe Burrow after this after 2023. They're going to have to pay T. Higgins after 2023. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase after 2024. And that's not even talking about all of the other pieces on defense that are coming due. There's a lot of their defense that's coming due uh, this year that they're going to have to make a decision on. And so the good times are coming to an end. We're going to have to start uh, figuring this stuff out. And so, like, I think you probably look to cut a guy like Joe Mixon, who is aging, who is falling off, who is not nearly as efficient. Dalvin Cook is another name that I think that if you're the Vikings, you probably could look at cutting Dalvin Cook. They can save $11 million against the cap uh, this year by cutting Dalvin Cook. Uh, Aaron Jones can save $10.5 million against the cap. And, if, and he is slated to make $20 million this year. There is no shot in hell the Packers are paying Aaron Jones $20 million this year. Right. So there is a lot of names uh, running back. Even Alvin Kamara, uh, I guess you could possibly look at uh, Leonard Fournette, especially without uh, you know Tom Brady here. This offense probably needs to be looked at and you know, looked at what they're going to do here with this team. So there's a lot of uh, just guys that I think that could end up being cut or traded or moved uh, as well on top of these other names. But in terms of the top names like Saquon, Josh Jacobs, I think Tony Pollard, I think are the three kind of top of the line names here in my mind uh, that's available. Where do you think they wind up? The one that is really like, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see what ends up happening is Josh Jacobs, just because, you know, the, the contract year is undefeated and he just absolutely blew his season, his season's high out of the water, right? 340 rush attempts, over 1,600 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. His receiving was largely the same. He was a little bit more efficient than he had been in years past. In the past two years, he had 64 targets exactly and was only off by one catch from last year. He had 54 last year or 54 two years ago, 53 this year, but he averaged seven and a half yards per, seven and a half yards per reception compared to 6.4 the year before. His touchdowns actually weren't, weren't that different. He had 12. He did that in his second year as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see if there's going to be a team that is going to look at that and end up paying him. Um, I think a spot that would be really nice for him would be Buffalo. I, you know, I don't know if they will end up doing it, but we do know that the Bills had been in on uh, Christian McCaffrey last year, not comparing the two. That's not what I'm saying. But the fact that like they've been trying to get a more uh, more productive run game going, obviously, like I said, they, they were looking at uh, CMC. They drafted James Cook, traded for Naheem Hines. They've been looking for that answer there. I At first, I was like, man, give me Saquon Barkley on the Bills on that offense. But then, like thinking about um, you know how they use the the backs in the passing game, there were a hundred total targets this past year to running backs, which is obviously more than enough for for Barkley. But I think it fits the bill of somebody like Josh Jacobs better. So I, I think that could be uh, an interesting spot. I, obviously, it's going to largely depend depend on what the what the Giants do with Daniel Jones or if they try and make like a bigger splash in the uh in the quarterback market like i said with somebody like uh like a lamar jackson but uh it seems like that there is interest in from both sides for barkley to to return back to to the giants i think tony pollard you know again would be another nice fit with uh with buffalo as well because then you're also not counting on him to be you know a straight up workhorse back where he's going to be getting you know 270 carries per game obviously josh allen's going to shoulder a lot of that as well so um, I think Miles Sanders probably goes back to to Philly. 
I think that's just a, a really good fit for him. And then, you know, he's someone else who uh, had had another career year in his, his final year as well. And then outside of that, I mean, Monty is, you know, is, is someone who we, we have both liked in the past, but he kind of is what he is at this point. Like he, he's someone who for fantasy purposes anyway, like needs to have like 300 plus touches in order to like really get you excited in terms of the fantasy asset. Um, then it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. I don't think they necessarily cut him because, you know, they are in a good spot uh, salary cap wise. If they're going to make another run for it, you know, in the Super Bowl next year before they have to start paying these guys, I don't think it necessarily makes like a ton of sense. Obviously, in the free agent market, um, not, not a lot of these guys you're looking at that are just like slam dunk upgrades just because of the age right um and with with how cincinnati was getting samaj p ryan involved like obviously saquon barkley would be sick in that in that cincinnati backfield but it's not like they were peppering you know joe mixon with a hundred targets in the in the passing game so just one of these like groups that like you said it's loaded like where where do these guys go you know i mean and we're, we're also talking about the the running back age cliff as well and so it's going to be a, a really interesting offseason to watch. What about you? What what do you like here? Where do you think some of these guys go? And do you have any preferred spots? I do agree. I, th- I think Saquon returns to the Giants. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think there's mutual interest there to return. I think they view him as kind of the engine uh, that, that can still go. Uh, like I said, he had a monster year. I don't know if they're – but the interesting thing is, though, I think they offered him like a $12 million per year average contract. He turned it down. But I just don't think there's – I mean, of course, there's 32 teams, and all it takes is one team to get crazy and do something, you know, and offer them some crazy contract, which is possible. But I just don't think that would be a smart move. But, you know, I think he could come in around maybe 14 or $15 million a year. He is a good pass catcher, you know, obviously, and so those would be positives for him. He's obviously not Christian McCaffrey. But I still think that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does return to the Giants. Tony Pollard, I like. I can see Jerry Jones' dumbass uh, franchise tagging Tony Pollard. Like, I can see it happen. Like, he's just he's this guy who's stuck in the '90s of, of you know, like they had Emmett Smith, and you know, you need that feature back and like all this stuff, like with Jerry Jones. And so, I could see them franchise tagging Tony Pollard, which I wouldn't hate because is he or you know, Mike McCarthy is still there. I think it would be much similar to what we saw last year, and it'd be good for Tony Pollard. Um, but I also could see Tony Pollard going somewhere like Miami. I think he would be a great fit for the Miami Dolphins in that team. They are a team that doesn't really have a uh, you know a running back. We know their scheme is really good, um, and so I think you know when Raheem Mostert's gone, they're kind of a team that's been kind of bringing in a lot of running backs. But um, I could see Tony Pollard possibly going somewhere like Miami, and I think that would be a really good fit. Uh, Tony Pollard, we figured out, is him. Uh, he is a very very good running back, the most efficient running back in the league. Somebody we talked about all offseason. And uh, I think he is arguably uh, – you can make a case he's the best running back available. And I know that may be hot because of Saquon Barkley. But, um, you know, Saquon wasn't necessarily the most efficient running back either. He saw a lot of touches. Uh, he was still very good. But Tony Pollard was the most efficient running back in the league last year. And he's still only 25 years old. It's not like he's an older running back. He hasn't had a lot of carries on him. Um, and so I think, you know, you could look at Tony Pollard going somewhere like Miami – and, you know, maybe I, – I, I'm not sure if Jeff Wilson is a free agent or not. I know he's still there, but um, I believe he's still there. I don't think he's a free agent. But, you know, where it's, a, you know, kind of a two-back committee where you would have Tony Pollard and, Je- you know, Jeff Wilson kind of splitting touches there a little bit. Uh, Miles Sanders, I don't know if he returns to Philadelphia just because I feel like that they feel like that probably Kenneth Gainwell maybe might be that guy, you know, Boston Scott, you know, if they want to bring him back. But – or they, maybe they bring in another banger-type running back like a Jamal Williams. But I, I could – definitely see Jamal Williams going back to Detroit. I think they love Jamal Williams there, and I think he loves Detroit. But, you know, maybe a guy like, you know, a a Kareem Hunt or, you know, somebody like that, or maybe they could possibly bring in. But um, so I think that's probably where he winds up. I think, uh, you know, again, Damian Harris probably goes to another team that's looking for a grinder type running back. Uh, I don't think any of these other guys are really like featured guys that like, oh, man, if this guy goes there. I do think there's some obviously some some avenues here. Like I think Ramondre Stevenson, big time stock up unless they do something crazy, which yeah. is the Patriots. He's going to be in a great spot next year. I think you look at uh, Nick Chubb is going to be in a great spot this next year without Kareem Hunt, 
and no to Ernest Johnson for that matter. Like uh, both those guys are free agents. And so both of those guys will be gone. And so Nick Chubb and Ramondre Stevenson are already big winners of this. Now, of course, anything could change. They could draft somebody. They could they could add somebody through free agency or something like that. But I think right now those two teams, and I think another team to really keep an eye on is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and what they and what they want to do at running back. Now they've never been a team that's really uh, you know because Jarek McKinnon is a free agent. We have seen Isaiah Pacheco. He actually in the last couple of games has actually um, been the lead back for them, and and also in the passing game as well. They've been much yeah. more wanting to utilize it in the passing game. Seventh round pick for them, so. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, will be on his last year of his deal, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just cut him. Like he's just he's just not in their plans anymore. They could possibly look or, to bring Jerry back and kind of run that same kind of committee that they did before. Um, but overall, I think uh, right now, um, you know, I think some other teams. You look at like the Raiders if they don't bring back Josh Jacobs. I don't think they do. It doesn't really seem like you know a move that they would necessarily want to make. Um, to bring back Josh Jacobs, and I don't think they should probably look to do that. They did draft Samir White, who's somebody they like. I don't know what they think about him now, but they have a whole other draft cycle that they could go through and draft a running back, you know, and look at something like that. But Josh Jacobs is like the wild card. I don't know where he's going to go because I think if you also just look at his production this past year, I mean, the man fucking was fed. I mean, he he had 80.4% of the total team carries, which is by far the most. The next closest was like 75%. There were only three running backs that had 75% of the team touches. And then the rest, you have to go all the way down to like the 60s. Like, so the, like he had an unprecedented amount of this team's backfield. He also had 77% of the team's red zone carries, which is third most among all running backs. He's not going to get that opportunity probably again. And so I think people are going to overvalue Josh Jacobs' uh regardless, because uh, I just don't think he sees that type of opportunity again. I think it was a great year by him, but it's not something that I would look to maintain. I think Josh Jacobs is a good running back. I think he could be maybe like a, you know, a great running back. He's not elite by any means whatsoever, but I think he definitely had his best year of his career. And I don't think he's going to see the numbers that he posted again, regardless of where he goes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, man, I agree. I think we can go ahead and move on to the wide receiver free agent uh, class. And, you know, this this could end up being just like a two-and-a-half-minute segment because it is, unlike the the running backs, it is pretty, pretty thin here. But here are some of the uh, the bigger names going into this free agent class. Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Paris Campbell, Miko Hardman, Darius Slayton, Al Lazard, DJ Chark, Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, Noah Brown, Richie James, Demarcus Robinson, Greg Dorch, Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones, and Sterling Shepard. So after we go through this, it might be a little more interesting to see if there's like any kind of uh, wide receivers we could think about that might be trade candidates that might be might be bigger names. But you know, Kev, your boy Jacoby Myers, he's obviously the the, the top name here. This is someone who you have fawned over. For the for the past couple seasons, is there a spot you want Jacoby Myers saying? I, I mean, I think he's a great fit uh, as a probably like a big slot uh, for a lot of teams. I think that's really where the, he's been utilized in New England, and uh, he's been really good on an offense that wasn't very good with a quarterback that has struggled. Mac Jones has been okay at best uh, so far, especially this season. And I think that you know I don't. You know, just kind of trying to think of like uh, spots he could look to go. You know, I think even, you know, like it's tough because like I look at like the Giants who definitely need a wide receiver, but like I don't think they need a slot because I feel like that's probably where they view Wondell Robinson to play. And so that is probably not a great spot. I mean, I think he could play the outside, but he has done a very good job on the inside uh, for a team. I think maybe you could look at possibly uh, maybe the Arizona Cardinals who are looking to move on from DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they bring somebody like him in. Um, you know, depending on what the Chiefs decide to do, uh, you know, really they could look at Jacoby Myers as a possible, uh, you know, kind of if they don't want to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. But uh, I do feel like that because, I mean, really you look at the Chiefs and they are a team that uh, could be without really any wide receiver uh, outside of Sky Moore because, uh, you know, 
Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. McCall Hardman is a free agent. And then you also have from there, I mean, uh, they could get out of MBS's contract and save, I think, $10 million uh, against the cap if they wanted to, to they move should. on from. Uh, and really, heading into before the AFC Championship game, it really yes. looked like that was probably going to be a strong possibility because he yeah. did absolutely nothing until the AFC Championship game where he had six for 116 in a score. And it was like, okay, where did this come from? Because uh, we haven't seen this all year from MBS. Maybe he earned his way for another year, but right now the Chiefs, if they don't, if they were to do that, they would be they would all they would have is Sky Moore that uh, and Justin Ross, who they have on a uh, you know an injured reserve, uh, who you know gained a lot of buzz over the offseason, was a guy that you know coming out I think prior to all of his injuries he had at Clemson was a guy a lot of people liked, but like he's we have no idea what to expect from that. But so past that, that's all they have, and yes, they could use a draft pick on you know a wide receiver, but I also think they could be a team that's looking at a wide receiver now. I think it's possible they bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. I think they really like what he does. They like a wide receiver that can block, and uh, which is something that Juju Smith-Schuster does a very good job of. But Juju, the season this year was okay. And I, I don't know if he – because he's been dealing with this knee injury for a while, which is what happened in the Chiefs, uh, in the AFC Championship game. And I think that's a lot of why his production has dropped uh, over the last like four or five games of the season, uh, including the playoffs. And – so I don't know if that will factor in, but he's certainly not going to get the contract that I think that he was hoping for. He's still young. Uh, but uh, so overall, I think the Chiefs could definitely be a team that could uh, maybe take a look at a guy like Jacoby Myers. Um, I think you look at McCole Hardman. I think there's a lot of teams that could use his speed. He's not a, like a wide receiver two. He's a wide receiver three, wide receiver four. But like a team like the Dallas Cowboys, I think could actually be a really good fit for somebody like McCole Hardman who needs speed. They have CeeDee Lamb. But that's kind of it. They're a team that I think they could definitely be looking for a wide receiver as well because uh, they are not going to have Noah Brown. Michael Gallup, you know, looked bad for most of the year, but he was coming off an ACL, and maybe that was really the problem for most of the year, really getting back to kind of the player he was prior to. So he could be a guy that that could be, you know, that I think that they could look at there in Dallas. But the rest of these names, I think, are just kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe just, um, you know, Matt Collins, you know, he actually played pretty well for the Raiders. But, I you know, he's a wide receiver three. You know, Richie James did okay in the slot. But Greg Dorch actually played really well when given the opportunity. But I think the best path for a lot of these teams to get a wide receiver, if they're not going to be able to get one through the draft, is going to be via trade. And we've heard DeAndre Hopkins is definitely going to be available. They're definitely going to look to move him. And I think DeAndre Hopkins could be a really – good fit in places like maybe Chicago, like Justin Fields needs a alpha wide receiver. Like he needs that type of move that we saw for guys like Josh Allen, who, when they got Stefan Diggs and like, I think Justin Fields needs that alpha. Like, yes, they still have Darnell Mooney. They traded for Chase Claypool, but they are a team that needs to surround their, uh, them with talent. And you're not going to have to give them a first round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins. He's like 29, 30 years old. You're not giving up that type of draft capital. And you, they, everyone knows that you're looking to trade them. So if they could trade maybe that late second or third pick uh, round pick for him, I think I would definitely look to do that to surround Justin Fields with real talent. And then I also think, uh, you know, the Giants would also be a very smart place for somebody like that because they are an up and coming team. Like, I don't think some rebuilding team is going to go out and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to go to a true contender. And I think those two teams might make the most sense uh, for where he could land. Now, obviously, the Bears aren't really a contender. But um, I think they are a team that feels like with all the – but they are the team that has the most uh, cap room to be able to go out and spend lavishly if they want this offseason to be able to uh, upgrade. The problem is, like we mentioned, there's just not a lot of options here, right? Like even like Alan Lazard, like is just a dame. Like he's never really been great. He's had moments, and I think he's a fine like wide receiver three for a team. But he's not anybody. I mean, DJ Chark uh, had some moments this year. But I don't know really what to expect from him. He could be a team that, you know, if they're looking for, a, you know, a field stretcher type wide receiver, uh, you know, you could look for somebody like him to go possibly to a decent spot. But um, I think overall, I think it's easy to look at the trade. I think Brandon Cooks could be a good fit maybe at, at, uh, for Dallas if they wanted to trade for him. Because I just can't see the Texans holding on to Brandon Cooks for another year. It was close. Sounds like he was going to get traded. They didn't. So I think Brandon Cooks would be another name. But I think the interesting one that's kind of been floated out there a little bit is T. Higgins. And – I don't know if the Bengals do it or not. Like uh, I could see them doing it because they're going to have so much players. They're going to have to look to sign uh, over the next couple of years that maybe they want to get another draft pick. But I also think kind of like we talked about earlier, they are still in a very much a championship window right now to maximize Joe Burrow's contract and Jamar chase. And they don't really have to make that decision now, but it's tough because it's, 
do you are they going to? Because I don't think they're going to have the money to be able to give Joe Burrow some huge contract to also pay Jamar Chase some, some huge contract to also be able to fit T Higgins into that. I don't know if that's going to be realistically possible to be able to pay two really tech, uh, probably uh, wide receivers that could, are going to be looking for wide receiver one type money. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. So could they move T Higgins? I don't know because it's tough for them because like if you don't move him now and you lose him via free agency next year, you know, does that make sense? But at the same time, you're also out there trying to find, you know, you're out there trying to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the one that I that I looked at, and I was like, and I didn't realize that that had also been uh, floated around because I put it on the on the show sheet, and I I almost thought about erasing it because I was like, ah, that's is that really going to happen? Because like you said, they're they're in this window, but if they don't do it now, like they're they're going to lose out on that window. So, um, really really interesting. And not only are you talking about Burrow and Chase. Like, they're still going to have to do something with this offensive line. We saw it last year, you know, kind of took them a while to get going, and they look good, you know, hitting their stride in the middle of the year. But then they had, a, you know, a, a couple of injuries, and that all just fell apart. Obviously, Kansas City got after it uh, with, with their pass rush. So, and then, you know, any defensive players they want to pay. So, I I don't see it, man, unless, you know, they both end up taking, like, a, a hometown discount. You know what I mean? They, you know, they hit on, you know, some like day three draft picks, you know, kind of like what, uh, what Seattle did this year, right? Where, uh, you know, guys like Tariq Woolen and, you know, a couple of players they had that we weren't really expecting them to, to ball out. But that's the one that was interesting. I, I do want to just go back real quickly to Greg Dorch. I am low key excited about where he might end up you you kind of you touched on it slightly saying you know we, we saw him produce in spots here when he got the opportunity man he played well he had five games of double digit fantasy points seven for 63 week one against your chiefs going up against legerius sneed following week he went four for 55 and a touchdown the week after that nine for 80 and then they had some guys starting to come back and get healthy he went right back to the bench then later in the year, again, when he got the opportunity, going up against San Fran, the, the vaunted San Fran defense, 9 for 103 with the uh, the primary quarter being Jimmy Ward. And then uh, a couple weeks later had a 10 for 98 game uh, as well against Tampa Bay. So it's like he was beating up on you know just absolute trash secondaries either. So like I'm... I'm excited to see where he ends up. And I think before, you know, any rumors start swirling, if you're looking for like a cheap kind of like dynasty buy, I think I'd be looking at Greg Dorch because it's not going to cost a ton to get him. He might even be out there on some free agent wires in some leagues, depending on that, you know, the league size and your starting roster requirements and all that. But Greg Dorch is someone who I'm like low key excited to see where he ends up. And I think the the other trade name to throw out, the one that like just jumped out, I was like, well, that makes a ton of sense, especially with everything that's going on with him right now, would be Mike Evans, right? Uh, 30 years old, Tom Brady leaving. You know, that's kind of like a, an older type of uh, team as well. That offensive line needs, needs fixing. Then, you know, Levante David on the other side, I think is, what, 33 years old or something like that. So I, there's going to be a lot of changes coming for Tampa Bay. And I think Mike Evans is a, is a name that definitely needs to be floated out there as a potential uh, trade candidate. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I could also see possibly Chris Godwin as a name that they could look to move. I know they just yeah. re-signed him uh, recently. But, um, you know, I think they're a team that's, again, you know, the, you, you kind of got what you wanted out of Tom Brady. You won a Super Bowl. That's the best you can ask for. And without a lot of names out there, players, you're not going to have a high draft pick because of where you uh, where you drafted. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. Like, they're going to be a team that's going to probably have to bring in some bridge quarterback. Um, you know, maybe they, they are a team that looks for, you know, uh, a Jimmy G or, or something like that. But, um, you know, uh, I think that's a little bit tough of a situation. But um, so I think either one of their wide receivers could possibly be, uh, you know, with teams that are desperate for wide receivers um, and not a lot of great names out there in free agency this year. I think you could see that because what happened was just all these guys got re-signed, right? DK Metcalf, uh, Terry McClure, like a lot of these guys got their extensions last year. So it took all these names off the market this year. And we're just really looking at a lot of like just – mid-level wide receivers. I, I don't even know if there's like really like even a Christian Kirk 
type wide receiver that's out there, kind of like last year who saw that huge contract. Like, yeah, you know, I think Jacoby Myers is a really good wide receiver, and I think he could be a really good wide receiver too on a certain team. And maybe it's the Buffalo Bills that, that do something like that because the Bills, we know, like Gabe Davis isn't hit. Like, he's just not. He's not it. Like, I think he's an okay wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Like, that's what he is. He's not probably ever going to develop anything more than that. And we've seen it with the Bills. Like, it's it's Stefan Diggs, and that's kind of it, right? Like, Josh Allen has to do so much because they don't have anybody else to rely on. And I think they could be a team that is that kind of desperate to go out and try to add somebody. So maybe they are a team that looks to make, make a trade for somebody. Um, you know, some, uh, make, make it kind of a, a splash move like that. Or, you know, we see a guy, you know, go there. Now, again, there's nobody here that, like, maybe Jacoby Myers would be that, that a really good fit there, you know, uh, in Buffalo to go play with him. And, you know, he goes play that big slot because right now they have guys like, you know, Isaiah McKenzie and, you know, they, they, Greg or Cole Beasley and, like, all these names. Guys Crowder. They, yeah, James Crowder that they tried to make work into the slot. So maybe Jacoby Myers would be a really good fit there. Uh, you know, as an option, you know, I think also Paris Campbell is kind of an intriguing name as well. Uh, he actually finally was able to stay healthy this year and he had some, you know, some bright spots. He had some games where he looked really good, kind of the guy we were always hoping him to be. But, um, uh, you know, he could be a guy that people take kind of a shot on. But the Colts are a team you could look at maybe need a wide receiver, too. Right. They have Michael Pittman. They have Alec Pierce and they're not going to have Ashton Doolin. He's a free agent as well. And Paris Campbell. Both those guys are, are free agents. Uh, they are a team that. The Colts, man, are almost ready built to win, right? They have a great defense. Their offensive line, yes, struggled this year. Maybe make a few changes there. But overall, I still think their offensive line is really good. I think it probably bounces back. I think you also, you know, look at, you know, they still have Jonathan Taylor, who uh, had a little bit of a down year. But overall, you look at the Colts, and they are a team that's ready to win. It's just they don't have that quarterback. And I think this year you see them get that franchise, hopefully, quarterback. Uh, you know, now with their, with what I think they have a fifth overall, fourth overall pick, I think something like that. Um, they should have a shot at one of these quarterbacks here. And maybe they're a team that looks to trade up with the Bears. We know the Bears are wanting to trade out of that first overall pick. And I know the Texans, which would be so hilarious if the Texans traded up <laughs> to, with with the Bears to get the, the number one overall when they had it right there in their hands. And Lovey yeah. just gave them the old fuck you and, <laughs> and, and, and beat and won that game. Uh, so so they lost that first overall pick. But, you know, I think a team like the Colts could also be in the market for a wide receiver as well um, with whoever they draft as a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think Houston is the – I know you kind of, like, brought them up uh, briefly there, but I, I think they're they're definitely another team to to watch out for because they, they also have the space as well, like I said, uh, fifth in cap space right behind the the Patriots. Yeah, and I think uh, them too. I mean, they also have what John Mechie, who they never got to see last year because obviously he's yeah. dealing with lymphoma. So he, should, I think he's expected to be back in twenty twenty three. They still have Nico Collins. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I still think you know. Obviously, they're going to have their rookie quarter or whatever rookie quarterback they probably want, whether they or I, I guess you say they want because you know, teams definitely either going to if they're not going to trade up, some other team is going to jump ahead of them. But and we can get into the rookie quarterbacks another time. We're not going to do that today. But um, right now, it's. Overall, it's just not a great rookie class. It's not a great wide receiver class. I think the best avenue for these teams is going to be trading for an aging wide receiver. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any like surprise name that we just weren't expecting to get moved. I've seen people talk about like the Colts trading up and trading Michael Pittman, but I'm like, why, why, why would we do that? Like, why, why would the Colts want to trade Michael Pittman? You know, and really, why would the, I mean? I guess I get it. The Bears need a wide receiver for Justin Fields, but I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like if I'm the Colts or if I'm the Bears, I just want picks. You know, I'm not looking for a player. And I don't know why if you're the Colts, you, you're trading up to get a quarterback, but then you're trading away his best weapon <laughs> to to make that happen. Right. And then you have no wide receivers. It's going to be him and Alec Pierce and nobody else. I mean, obviously they they could, you know, sign some players. But again, we've just talked about there's nobody else out there. So I, that move doesn't make any sense to me, but I've seen yeah. that floated out there as well. So let's go ahead and move on to the, the tight ends, wrap this up. Uh, a couple of interesting names here, and then like the wide receiver just really falls off a cliff. Dalton Schultz, he was obviously coming off the franchise tag last year with Dallas. Mike Gusecki, same thing with Miami. Evan Ingram was on that one-year deal with Jacksonville. Austin Hooper, Robert Tanyan, Hayden Hurst. And then, of course, you had to throw Dan Arnold on this list and Irv Smith. So 
to be honest, man, like the the thing that I am most excited about out of this group is the fact that Austin Hooper is a free agent, and that means that Chigo Conquo can just cook. I'm I'm excited to see what what he can do in year two. Hopefully, being the clear cut guy. I think Evan Ingram going back to Jacksonville makes sense, but like I said, they are in as of right now pretty bad cap trouble. So do they, you know, maybe look to the the do they maybe look to the draft where there are definitely some interesting names this year at tight end, unlike last year. Um, you know, I think Dalton Schultz probably goes back to Dallas just because, like you were touching on with some of the weapons that they have, or maybe the lack thereof. Uh, I think he makes the most sense there. And then, you know, Gusecki will be interesting if he can get to a place that is just willing to just let him basically just be a wide receiver, right? Like he's not a good inline blocker. He wasn't going to be a good fit for Miami. Then they bring in Tyreek Hill on top of that. So if he can go somewhere where they're just willing to let him just run downfield, you know, maybe like, again, like a Houston, uh, you know, maybe get somewhere like Indianapolis that, that needs, uh, that needs the, the, God damn it. That needs uh, the weapons around here. But outside of that, that's really all I have, man. Is there, is there anything here that sticks out to you? No. Um, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. I think Dalton Schultz probably goes back to Dallas. I mean, they, I, it, it's hard pressed to see them let him go. Uh, you know, he has shown a really strong rapport with Dak Prescott, you know, the last couple of seasons. He's, you know, it was kind of a weird start for the year for him. He was dealing with injuries. But, you know, over the last half of the season, he was kind of one of the main targets there for Dak. And they're just not in a position I think they can let him go. Uh, they're going to have to make some other decisions. But I do think Dalton Schultz probably does return there. And Evan Ingram, I don't know. Like, I, I could see them bringing him back uh, to Jacksonville. Again, they're a team that's probably going to be able to make some uh, some cuts, make some different moves to be able to free up the cap space. But I could see them uh, bringing Evan Ingram back. Because, I mean, Evan Ingram played, especially there, uh, you know, down the stretch. I mean, he had some really big games for them and yeah. really was uh, surprisingly able to stay healthy. Like, that's always been the problem with Evan Ingram, that he was never able to stay healthy with the Giants. And now, all of a sudden, you know, with Jacksonville, he comes out in a contract year, really, for him. A uh, big year to really kind of prove it. He comes out and has a really, really good season. And so uh, I could see him maybe going somewhere else, but I could also see him going back to Jacksonville. Mike Kosicki is a guy you mentioned. I think he could be a good fit for a lot of teams. Maybe even a, a team like the the Bengals, you know, with Hayden Hurst being gone, uh, him being a free agent, they could be in the market for a a tight end. And you talked about the money they had available. You know, I don't think it would cost a ton to sign Mike Kosicki. I don't think he's going to get some huge contract or anything like that. And so uh, Mike Kosicki, you know, could be another weapon there for Cincinnati uh, to utilize. But I think that's that's kind of it. Like Robert Tanyan is whatever. Uh, maybe maybe the the Packers look to you know sign one of these tight ends as well. Uh, they, they they could be a team that looks to do that once they move on from Aaron Rodgers and they're you know you have Jordan Love because I mean the Packers the Packers are a team we we talked about but like I mean who do they have I mean they have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs yeah and that's that's it you know so I think they're another team that could be looking at but they're they're such a weird team they don't really sign free agents everything's through the draft through them. So I don't know if that's actually something they do, but overall, like I think it's really Dalton Schultz and probably Evan Ingram are probably the, the two big names, and I think Mike Kosicki, depending on the right spot, are the guys. And everybody after that is just kind of like whatever. Like Irv Smith, we've been hoping forever. Like he's like Eric Ebron. Like at this point, where we just keep hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping that he finally does something, and it never really happens. Um, Dan Arnold, love Dan Arnold. Uh, always love Dan Arnold, but uh, you know uh, Hayden Hurst. You know is just he's okay. Like he's a, you know, a very average tight end. And then you have Robert Tanyan who had kind of like one half a good season. And then Austin Hooper is just a you know, really solid average tight end. So overall, I think it's those top three guys. And then, you know, that's probably the list. I think a lot more teams are going to look to invest through the draft. There are some pretty solid names out there, uh, which we'll get to at a later time with, with uh, the free or the, the rookie tight ends coming, but Overall, I think like Dalton Schultz probably goes back, and then it's probably you know Evan Ingram. I still think he probably goes back to Jacksonville. Yeah, Irv Smith is the the Paris Campbell of tight ends, right? <laughs> yeah, we just you know, but the thing with tight ends though, it does take these guys a long time to break out. Like it's it's not a quick, you know. Um, Look at uh, David and Joku, the the fifth year breakout, right? Yeah, and I, he was a guy I loved this year. I was all over David Njoku heading into this year, and I thought he was a steal, and people thought I was crazy, and played really well uh, in that offense. And 
until you know, Deshaun hurt. Watson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and maybe the Browns are a team too that we haven't really talked about or maybe could be looking because right now I mean the Browns, you look at them and they're I mean they're they're not gonna be a team that needs a tight end, but I mean they could be a team that's in the market for a wide receiver because they have Amari and then they have uh Donovan Peoples Jones, who I really like, but that they don't really have that third wide receiver, so they could possibly I know they drafted David Bell, but he never really turned in anything this year, did absolutely nothing. Because I mean this so like the rookie class at wide receiver, I think, you know, you had Garrett Wilson who's a stud, and I think that is going to be a stud. And I think you have Chris Olave, who I also think is a stud. Um, you know, and, and Drake Burks London had his had his moments. Yeah, and Traylon Burks and John Dotson showed really well. But then there's a lot of these second round though guys didn't really work out that way. Christian Watson finally came on at the end, but I mean Tyquan Thornton with the Patriots. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, you know, there was I think he had like one or two games where he was like had a touchdown or something like that, and it was just kind of very mid. Um, you know. Uh, George Pickens, like I don't know if he's actually gonna. I mean, I, I love George Pickens coming out, but he didn't really do a whole lot either uh, this year either in that office. Now that offense didn't look very good in Pittsburgh, and maybe George Pickens takes a year step. Because the one thing I will say is that wide receiver used to be uh, a position that we we that used to be like okay, third year, yeah, third, third year, year breakout, breakout, right? And you you want to give people time, but like we don't do that anymore. If they don't if they don't break out their rookie year, we immediately cast them off. They're dead to us. They're done. Move on. Because, like, Sky Moore is very similar to that, right? Like, Sky Moore was a player that a lot of people like coming out. I like Sky Moore a lot when he was coming out. But he did absolutely nothing with the Chiefs this year. Like, nothing. He had the big uh, punt return in the in the, um, in the Copper Championship game. But other than that, nothing. Like, I don't – he didn't even score a touchdown this year. He, he really was real – I mean, he was not good at all. But – Situations may change and maybe he's able to develop, but like overall, like, you know, a guy like David Bell again, which is a guy I hated because he looks like a dad runner out there and wasn't athletic at all. But overall, uh, I think, you know, for a lot of these spots, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking for, you know, wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes types, type of options. So, um, this free agency class, at least offensively, isn't great. Um, uh, but I think we'll probably get some su- surprise trades, you know, like AJ Brown last year has kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Um, I think the likeliest candidates for that could be like a T Higgins. Um, but again, we kind of talked about that. Do they actually do that or not? Because that would be a pretty big move for them to make that kind of uh, yeah. trade to do something like that. Whenever they're a team that's in a, like a Super Bowl or a, you know, playoff contender, you know, type situation, I think that would be kind of crazy for them to do something like that. So with that being said, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody uh, rocking with us. Again, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but uh, these podcasts are going to come much more frequently, uh, hopefully every week. Uh, we're going to start getting into more uh, different conversations. Then we'll start talking about some dynasty stuff. We're going to definitely start getting into the NFL draft. We're going to start getting some guests on. So that should be really good. Uh, a lot of other stuff. We you know, really after the Super Bowl uh, next week. I mean, this all moves pretty quickly. Two weeks after that, you have the NFL Combine. Uh, two weeks after that, you have the NFL draft, or you have the NFL free agency that's going to start. So, um, and then after that, you know, a couple, what, about a month after that, we'll have the NFL draft. So, uh, all this is going to move really quickly. Keep it locked in here. Like I said, we're going to get some guests in here, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to discuss next week. We're going to do some, I, I believe, some dynasty buys and sells. I maybe get a yeah, guest or two on yeah. here as well. So, dynasty season is upon us. I know all the dynasty people are happy. This is their time to shine. Uh, you know, this is when the dynasty content is off the chains. So we're going to get involved with that. We're going to talk about some players you should be looking to buy or sell in your dynasty league. So again, keep it locked in here. Make sure you uh, subscribe anywhere you are listening to this, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. We're pretty much everywhere. So make sure you give us a uh, rating and review. We appreciate everybody checking it out. We will see you guys next week.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.